All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Time for Sci-Fi Distilled. Welcome back, Mary Beth, of course. Hello. We got Bill's already here. Hey. Bill's here, and I'm sure others will come. I'm sure others. Well, there's three, and one of them's probably you. And there's Mark. And there's Mark. And one of them is me. Sorry. So I'm skewing our numbers. That's all right. That's okay. (laughs) We need skewing. So tonight we are kind of, I don't know if we call it wrapping up or just continuing our time travel, sort of unofficial time travel series on uh and we're doing 1980s the final countdown which was voted on voted on by viewers they wanted this last this was what you guys wanted us to do we gave you we'll choice ask for it. where are you all to watch it <laughs> well, no when the movie came out i mean i was a kid and i really liked it so um but we'll talk about that but we have news the news Look at news. What's going on in the world? Let me see. Where's the news? In the news. Oh, I got some DC news. Um, Adam Driver is in talks to take the role of Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four reboot. Nothing's confirmed yet. But fans are already flooding the interwebs with their images and art of Adam in the costume, which... They do that sometimes. Have you guys seen all the Star Trek legacy stuff? Like it, half the time, I can't tell what's real, like what's a fan created thing and what's like truly generated by Paramount. Like it's like. Yeah. Well, the AI stuff is getting crazy. The AI stuff is getting crazy. <clears throat> um, and then also in DC News, the the, 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 the Flash trailer dropped. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but it looked more like a Batman movie. Like there was a lot of Batman and there's Keaton and he was going, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And there was, I think, Batflick jumping out of the Batwing in the air. I'm not really sure. But it was like a lot of Batman going on in that trailer. Well, you know, DC, Batman is still their probably their most profitable superhero. Well, this is going to be one of those. I think he's bigger than Superman as far as profitability. You know, he might be. You know, that's a great question. Money-wise, is probably. I bet you you Batman, especially if if you fold in video games and. And everything else. Interesting. That would be my guess. I'm just it's just my speculation. I have no no actual data to back that up. I so, bet you're not I'm I bet you're not wrong. I bet you're close. Oh, look how many Batman movies there have been. There's been way more Batman. More than, than and they seem to be more popular than Superman. Right, that's what I'm saying. And the video games, especially and, the Arkham and the animated series, hugely stuff, popular. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Anyway, moving on, moving uh, on. All, all criminal charges have been dropped against Alec Baldwin in the shooting of uh, Helena Hutchins on the set of Rush. Remember, we talked about that when it yeah. happened. Um, I think this is the right thing to do. We don't, we still don't know the details, but uh, yeah, this seemed kind of what weird. Was the, what was the, did, was there any of what, why they dropped? No, I didn't. There was charges. no other. I was surprised that they had brought criminal charges to begin with. I was too. But I thought, if anything, it would just be, it would be civil, you know, civil suit. I was too. I thought the onset weapon master needed to be. If anybody, yeah, would be criminal, would be that person. But yeah. Yeah. So it's curious to know why. Yeah. I'll have to research a little bit more. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon live action rumors of casting for How to Train Your Dragon are swirling with a tentative release date of March 14, 2025. Uh, they're looking at a, a bunch of different people. I don't know, guys. What do you think? How to Train Your Dragon is one of the cuter ones. It is. A, it was. Well, I only saw the first one. I know there's like two or three it's of them. Two or three. There. They're adorable. There's nothing. There's so really, is, it, is it necessary to make? Why are you doing a live that's action? What about, that's what I was about to ask. Is this necessary? That movie was cute. 
it's it's and is it, are they going to keep it a kids or are they going to try to make it they, more, yeah they're going to try to make it yeah more you know game of thrones just because you can make a dragon on cgi doesn't mean you should make a dragon on cgi <laughs> like that thing was perfectly yeah. adorable and it needs to be just left alone i think i don't know whatever just because you can do a thing does not make you mean you should should do that thing Andy Serkis has confirmed he will be back in Andor season two. Can't remember the character's name, but remember he was the prisoner who was like the head yeah. of their the guy that couldn't swim. And he couldn't swim. That's right. And they're all <laughs> fleeing. And he's like, I can't swim. I can't swim. <sighs> I thought, well, almost because they just shoved him over. They should have. Oh. Somebody would have gotten him well, to the I think shore. they did. I think that's what happened, isn't it? Or did I don't know. The, the camera pans out, and you see him standing there as everyone kind of flows past him like lemmings to the sea. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just kind of there. So, obviously, he retreats. And then what happens from there, we don't know. I guess we're going we're gonna to find out. Um, Broken Lizard just put up a post today saying they are writing Super Troopers 3. <laughs> a little more i don't think they'll go back to canada i don't know what they'll do for super troopers 3. i entered their contest they gave, they had a contest a giveaway um uh they just released quasi and i had talked about it and uh jay chandrasekhar wears his crown as the king and they were going to give away the crown so i entered that contest i don't know who won yet but maybe i'll have a crown i don't know and then finally uh not finally i got something else after this but finally in this part of the news um, 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 Trek movie reports that the petition for Star Trek legacy has already surpassed the petition for strange new worlds. And we got strange new worlds. What do you guys think? Start typing. Do you want legacy? How do you envision it? Let us know in the comments and just have curiosity. Do you guys remember the character, that little Legolas, uh, Romulan elf character with the sword? His name was Elnor or something. Was yeah. it? He's supposed to be on the Excelsior, and didn't the Excelsior blow up or something? Is he dead? I don't remember. Well, wasn't he killed because of the whole time thing? Wouldn't he just be dead because have he turned into him and Kestris? Like Kestra would have been. She was supposedly at the academy, so should wouldn't she have gotten? Turned oh, I into thought him? I thought he was killed altogether. Maybe I'm was I don't know. that was all a blur. He was killed. He's he killed was killed him. early on in season two. We assume maybe when they fixed everything that time would he would be back. I don't know. Guys, start right. I don't remember Elnor's fate. Does anybody remember Elnor's fate? Which is not good. I mean, when you can't remember yeah. a character we're, like that. that. Whole, we're going to talk about that next week, the whole show. Yeah, we'll talk. I just want to talk about season three. Like, I really just want to talk about season no, three. No, we're going to talk about one and two, though. Uh, I think we need we'll to hit on it. We'll hit, we'll hit on one and two. And then finally tonight, get out your party hat and blow your thing uh happy anniversary to us it's our third wow. show distilled it's distilled third anniversary uh tell me now kids i have some questions for you about what you've learned watching sci-fi distilled which background prop look at that rizzo. they have way too much time on their hands they learned nothing from us <laughs> learned nothing. look at rizzo which background prop is the best background prop? Oh, I've changed them too, so there's not. And he changes you know, them around. I, I like do. the TV. I liked the the thing that you had the little mini TV in. Oh yeah, that's over there. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. It's eventually that's going in the Kirk office. I was gonna say best crossover episode, but we only ever crossed over with Roy. So 
Roy gets well, there, were, there were several. There's a few good ones there. So. Yeah, there's a couple of good ones. We we usually do it at Halloween. Uh, if you have a choice, best Halloween costume on me. I can remind you what the three years were. Those are always I, better than mine. So Evil Queen, Velma, and then Catwoman. I did. Um, most enjoyable show. Do you, anything you particularly enjoyed? Do you like it when we screw around and get off on a tangent, or do you like when we stay on topic? <laughs> This is what is this? Is like a survey monkey or something? It's survey monkey. <laughs> we're gonna send out survey monkey. To I everybody. want it, I want your feedback. I want to know how we're doing three years in. Yeah. We, well, there's we... still there's still a small group here, so we still got people. Must be something we... they want like about it. Should we keep the news segment, which is this? Yes, yep, yes. Or should I we like, dump yeah, it? I say yes. I, yes. The news. Um, 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 best celebrity guests. Our celebrity guests were Alicia Naff, Pat, Patricia Tallman. Twice. Patrick, twice, yeah. Patrick Reed Johnson. Okudas. The Okudas and Doug. Doug. I guess Doug we had Doug by himself twice. And Doug by himself twice. Yeah, I think that's really it. Other than our usual Trek Conderoga. Well, yeah, that's the best celebrity guest. And then who's our best regular guest? I think our most frequent regulars are either Bruce or Kent. Bruce or Kent, for sure. Yeah. Should we lean lean a little more into the alcohol? Spoiler, no. And what? It's, it's it's a work night, so you know. And what, gentle viewer? What, if anything, have we learned in three years of doing sci-fi distills? What have we learned? What what have me, they learned? Me what and have you? Let's, let's listen, me and you. What have you learned, Rizzo? Three years of having to sit here and listen to me, yamma yamma yamma. What have you learned? It's more work than I thought it was going to be. Really? Well, not really. I don't think it's a lot of work, but. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, you can't. He's just throwing that at me. I can't. I don't know. I oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Go back to best celebrity I'll guest. Come back to. Uh, I'll come back to that next week. I've learned. You know what I've learned? I've I enjoy some of these. Even the movies that are horrible. Doing the research and learning about their background and how they got made and stuff makes you appreciate. It. At least appreciate the work. You may the movie may still be horrible, but you appreciate the work they went into it. That they put into it. Absolutely. That's what I've learned doing this show for three years. And that I prefer to know what we're doing ahead of time so that I have all weekend to prepare. When we choose on Mondays. I never can think of stuff. When we choose on Mondays, I'm always like, okay, I don't know. And yet we pull it off. (laughs) And yet we pull it off. So, all right. So, uh, well, mull all that over, folks, and let us know. Um, We do have a drink for tonight course and chris navy, says uh kent is the man navy grog is our Ooh, drink navy tonight grog. and there's it's hard to read because there's a lot of stuff but um <laughs> dark rum tamari rum white rum a lot of rum lime juice all the rum juice there. honey syrup some club soda um so very sounds very summery Sounds like Chris says he likes learning the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I do too, Chris. I'll try to, I will really try to make sure I always have a few of those facts every week. Yeah. I mean, we try to, we try to, I do try to have at least some information. I don't always get to all of it, but at least I have something. So yeah, we, we don't go over the, the, the movie or the series too, too detailed as far as the, because we figure everybody's seen it. Bill likes our dogs. Well, that's just a good thing. Ripley's right here. Yeah, I got one. I don't know where the other. The other one don't hang out in here. Yeah, I don't know where the other one is either. So, 
They say happy anniversary. They do want legacy. Yeah, I think I want legacy, but what are what like do you want legacy where it's just like I want to still keep seeing the old characters that pop in. They don't have to do a whole ep- season. Just pop in a couple episodes. But what are they I guess what are they saying they're going to do like I haven't seen much about it, but it's just going to be like seven and I think yeah, I think it was seven and Raffi on the newly christened Enterprise, which I know you don't think they should. Really mis- that was a mistake, but anyway. Christen a ship. <laughs> yeah, you I think. It's change the name. Yeah, Come on, all you guys that have naval maritime backgrounds, you know this. And they'll so, still have. Bad luck. Still change have, the name of the ship. That's bad true. They'll probably still have Sydney LaForge on board with them, so there's you know yeah. a LaForge connection. I, I don't know. Um, Bill Sotek saying they re-examine. I talked about that uh, Alec Baldwin gun thing. Bill says they re-examine the gun. I need. I'm gonna have to look at that again, Bill, and find out what the details are. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know what they're probably gonna do it because um, I saw something that something about Kurtzman listening to the fans or something. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? They want to work. People, they want to work. They want the jobs. Yeah, it's just that they're you know they're get, they're all getting older. They are. And, yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, you know, I mean, the, I mean the production crew. The oh, production the production crew. crew. Well, yeah, of course. Terry Metalis um, is like our age. He's just a little bit older than us. So I'd want to anyway, we, we can talk about that more next week because it'll when we talk. About yeah, let's talk about it next week. Bad. Can't so, have anyway. about the rum, says Martin. That's true. Yeah, that's right. You gotta have rum. Rum's rum is rum is core cornerstone. So, all right. So, 1980, the final countdown. This film came out. Kirk Douglas got a pretty good right off the bat. Yeah, Kirk Douglas and Martin Sheen. Yeah, um, too. And and I know Kirk Douglas wanted Michael Douglas to play the part that Michael uh, Martin Sheen did, but he was tied up with um, uh, the one with about the nuclear apocalypse, China Syndrome, I think. Oh, China Syndrome. I mean, yeah, China Syndrome. I think it was that one. So anyway, um, so yeah, so the basic plot is pretty simple in this one. You have a nuclear naval carrier that somehow out in the Pacific um, gets caught in a weird natural storm. It wasn't a time machine. And they go back to, oddly enough, they go back to December 6th, 1941, the day before Pearl Harbor invasion, of course. And if you don't know what that importance of that date, you really... (laughs) Kind of need to go back to the history class. Might want to study a little, study uh, study a little bit. So, of course, the, the, the movie's really not so much about time travel, in my opinion. It's about this kind of this decision of do you interfere or do you can leave we, it alone? Can we unpack that a little bit? Like, intellectually, we all knew that the movie wasn't going there. Like, we knew this movie was not going to show them uh destroying the japanese fleet you wanted to see it right you kind of wanted to see it i wanted to see it and and that's what i said as a kid this is why i like this movie first of all it had jets and planes in it which at that 13 year old kid i was like you know yeah this was cool remember this was way before top gun yes and and so you had that and then you had the these these f-14 tomcats kind of dogfighting with what were supposed to be japanese zeros which were actually T6 Texans um, just repainted. But, um, you know, that was kind of cool. You always kind of, that's one of those things you always thought about when you're a kid, you know, or not, you know, like, you know, what if you had this, you know, how many times you've had that? What if we had this modern technology back in XYZ time? And, you know, the funny thing about that, because those planes are so 
afar apart on the evolutionary scale of aircraft. The Texans were at full throttle, like they couldn't get any more power. And the F 14s were just above stall speed. Were you watching that sequence? Yes, there's a sequence where he has his and he like sweeps the wings back. Well, the wings, that's right, because that's how they get more lift when they're slower. Why are you doing that? You're at stall speed. Yeah. Well, they had the, they had, you could see in that shot where the two planes, where the planes are in the same shot, that the the F 14s have their wings out. They did say that the T 6s were more maneuverable like they could kind of well because it's just because of speed because yeah, they're slower speed. so yeah. that they could turn quicker but um yeah they, it was just funny because it would like the, the jets would just go past them so fast it would <laughs> now granted from a distance they could just missile yeah they would have been able to even need to get close to them anyway yeah. but it was it that's there's a lot of little niggles stuff that's um, not right that they did well not right or they you know it's like even when like some of the when they first get to the carrier and they're all wearing their their name their caps you never would wear that on a deck wind would no. blow there, there was one scene that people <laughs> always just getting back to that dog fight super quick there was one scene that people always like oh uh, he almost put it in the drink he didn't it was actually a perspective thing with the camera but there's a shot where the the um tomcat's going down and he levels off and it looks like he's leveling off like right yeah. on top of the water he was up a bit he was at least he's like uh, we were like 100 feet up i'm like oh it's 99 good feet yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so, even at 100 feet i think he sprayed water you know what i'm saying it's probably just did yeah. yeah he probably did but th- that was so cool but the whole movie was like look guys we're on an air you guys look yeah, and, and this and they weren't look, even hiding the fact this this movie was a movie. navy recruiting film just like top gun was this the navy gave them full support obviously they were actually on the real nimitz yes um, they were on the nimitz um, which is actually the was in the atlantic it's yeah part of the atlantic fleet not the pacific it was eventually transferred to the pacific fleet in late 86 i think so the yeah. ship you actually saw when it pulls into pearl and it goes past the arizona memorial was uh which was it was another carrier smaller one i think um that was actually in the pacific i i could find it i had it somewhere uh the kitty hawk i think it was um yeah it was it was so anyway but you can't you wouldn't be able to tell the difference if you didn't know things about them um so yeah so the basic premise is they go back this the day before the pearl harbor invasion they finally figure out that that's where they are of course initially they, they have no clue what's going on they think it's a big joke and then they realize so but the the admiral by kirk douglas he's gonna he's gonna go and blow the crap out of the out of the japanese fleet which a carrier of that you know? era probably wouldn't have much problem. oh yeah they have no problem it would have been over before it started yeah. he wasn't at first like he actually really you could tell he was like mm, mm. yeah and then finally he gave the the signal well, I think at first he didn't at first he didn't believe he still didn't believe thought it was yeah, they didn't believe he thought it. it was somebody yeah. was playing a prank on him yeah um but then but then he's like he felt that you know our job regardless of the time we're in is to protect the united states that's what he says so we actually thought that like, well crap honolulu got nuked like i think that was their yeah their they thought they thought like, right when yeah. they couldn't contact anybody they thought there was a, a but they war. were remarkably blase about the fact that this anomaly knocked them all out like gave them searing pain apparently and then yeah. knocked them all out. and i get that an aircraft carrier it's not the enterprise like it, it, there's not scientists on board i get that but don't you think they would have at least 
acknowledge the fact that the entire crew had been knocked out. Maybe put it in the ship's log. Real yeah, quick. I don't think again that you can't you can't dig too deep into this film as far as the science <laughs> of it because there's a there's a lot of holes in it. Um, this is probably one of the only films, though, that does time time travel on a large scale. Yeah, you have really a whole huge scale. Thousands yeah. of people all of a sudden moved, not just one or two people. Yeah, you know, so it was kind of interesting. I don't think that's been done, uh, other than in like Star Trek or something where you have a, you know an actual starship. But I mean, like kind of more Earth based. Yeah. Um, just just so you guys know, I really enjoy this movie. I like this movie, but I'm about to tear it apart i it's just it has its issues like i wish they would have impact unpacked that whole temporal anomaly well yeah they kind of like i said the most of the movie if you take out if you take out all the scenes of aircraft taking off and landing and deck operations you'd have about a 20 minute 25 you know what You know what? I mean, there's really not a lot there. They go back in time. There's some yacht scenes. They, they figure out that there's the yacht scene with the with the fictitious. And then there's the whole scene with the captured Japanese. Uh, right. They capture. Well, they yeah, they rescue them because they shoot them down. But I'm like, there's really not a lot of it. Kind of like because remember, this whole thing happens in less than like 24 hours. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. I mean, but there's really not a lot. They're gonna they're gonna you know, luckily the captain goes, okay. It, 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 and it, there is something to be said was, was for some reason there was some higher purpose to this for whatever reason, because it drops them on a very interesting date for some odd reason. Yeah. It was and like- then right before they're going to interfere for the anomaly shows back up and says, Nope, we're taking you back. Yeah. To what? So what was to what end was it? You know, was it? You know, yeah. Was it like you only had? Argue, was you it, send you there. You only have that limited time to do something. power correcting the timeline that had gotten screwed up, and they yeah. needed them to fix it. Maybe that one guy, the commander, what's his name, that had to, that ended up getting stranded and staying in nineteen. 19- yeah, James Farantino. What was yeah. his name? Owens, I think. He was a com- yeah. That part was great. Like having him show up at the end. Now he's yeah. aged and. Oh, he really was in the beginning too, because remember he kind of yeah, saw he, yes, him in the car at the beginning. We know that, well, we know now that yeah. that was him in the car. That was great, but then other things didn't pay off. Like in the beginning, there was the jet whose tail hook didn't come down, and they just filmed that because that's literally something that happened while they were on board yeah. filming. So like, oh, hey, let's get this. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah, yeah. That should have yeah. paid off. Like, that should have had a payoff later on in the movie, but it didn't. It was just like, hey, guys, this is what we do when the tailhook doesn't come down. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it, was, it was kind of a big Navy propaganda film um, to some to, those to pilots, large You degree. can see interviews with those pilots uh, on YouTube, and they <laughs> they are hilarious, and they think Top Gun was horrible. Yeah, I'm sure I do. <laughs> they had criticism for Top Gun, which was pretty funny. I was like, oh, okay. Well, we they, like yeah, that. I don't know if that's that's kind of the, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't. Uh, <sighs> I mean, this this film, as far as naval operation, was pretty, I guess, pretty accurate. I mean, I've never seen it. But yeah, the interesting thing, which originally I, I started watching this and knowing what I know, and it, it's like, I thought when when the storm started to come up, and I'm like, "Well, are the escorts gonna go with them?" I don't remember the escorts. And then he says, "Turn the smaller, turn, tell them to go back to Pearl." So I was like, "Okay, so they cover that because carriers are never by themselves; they're always with a with With a passport. They always have they always have escorts, smaller like destroyers and stuff." So uh, you know that I'm glad they at least covered that, even though most people wouldn't 
have yeah. any clue. Some of, I mean, yeah, some of the hmm. stuff. There's a line about him turning into the Winderson because the planes, at least back then, maybe that has changed now. But back then, uh, they had to be either going into the wind or coming out of the wind for those planes to land. Um, right. They have to. They have to point the nose into the wind. Overlook. Oh, overlook the time stream. Yeah. Yeah. He. I wonder if he like made bank. He busted because he was rich. Well, he clearly did. And that's what I was going to make. Clearly, he used his knowledge of the future. Yeah. To make sure that he was wealthy because. But did he orchestrate holding? Did he actually yeah, somehow orchestrate? Because this is one of those fulfilling loops. Well, that's what I'm saying. You wonder if he's, yeah, yeah, you wonder, you know. So did he orchestrate the whole time thing to make sure it fulfilled itself? Well, the how would you, oh, you know, he invented some kind of device that yeah, created I mean, the storm in the first place? I don't know. That's why I don't, that's why. I don't know, but he's also, you know, there, there's some kind of, there was, was there some kind of preordained destiny? Because remember, he was the one. That was the scholar about yeah, he, he, yes. the, the, the Japanese yeah. invasion. So, you know, um, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's so anyway, overall, overall, though, it's it's an entertaining movie. Oh, God, yes. It's um, does it hold up? You know, we were talking about this. But this movie is as distant in the past as 1941 was to the people in the movie at the time. Yes. So there's is 40, give you some perspective. 40 it's about 40, 42, 43 years old. And it was about 43 40, years. Three years yeah. old. But here's the weird thing is I feel like if you dropped me back 40 years in 1980, I'd, I'd recognize things. Like I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I'm kind of surprised that when they t do time travel and they choose only 40 years yeah, that you wouldn't. Yeah. Everything. I, mean, I think it was because of the event. Everybody thinks that event. when they go forward in the future, that things are going to be so different. different. And, and you're and you're befuddled, and you're god. Yes, I mean, if you really kind of look at it from 1980 to now, I mean, just on the technology side, look at how different cars look. We yeah. Like the cars. Well, you recognize you have, it's a car. Have, you're have, not going to. Pocket gonna, computers you know. that you know, are more powerful than we, anything they we said. We recognize. Meant. On the other hand, there are kids out there who, when you give them a rotary phone, they're like... They have no idea what it is, yeah. Christopher Collins is saying, I like the musical score in this film. Yeah, the, the score is, to this day, the Nemesis um, breakaway music. So if they, you know, if they get replenished, if some another boat comes to replenish them at sea, and then it's time to go. That's what they play to like cheer the sailors on or whatever. And they all have their own, you know, like the Enterprise has, you know, has Star Trek music. And um, I don't know. I knew some of the other ones because I had been researching it for this. But yeah, each ship gets its own. Its well, it's the captain decides. Generally. Yeah, the captain decides. Captain decides breakaway generally. Yeah. Um, with the break. So that's kind of cool. It's, just, it's, a, it's just a morale actually, booster. Yeah, it's just a little morale booster. But this is actually good music. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. you learned about this film from Robert Meyer Burnett? Oh, that's funny. Was he talking about it in one of his podcasts, one of his shows? He would know this one. I'm sure I, I knowing him as I do, he, he would know this one. <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know Robert, who he's did the music for this. Uh I I I can look it up real quick. Robert Meyer Burnett, he was doing Trexperts for a while there, but he has his own his own podcast. And we know him because he came up to the set tour. Right, worked on that other other fan film that we will not speak that of. We will not speak of. Yes, oh, that's the Nimitz Wrong website. Let me go. The musical score was by John Scott. So the other thing I thought was, which was kind of funny, which I know again, remember this is before CGI, um, any kind of so they would have 
everything would have been more CGI. They would could have got the planes to fly at you know more realistic speeds, I guess. You know but, what? You know, they had the pictures. They had the they had the old pictures of of Pearl Harbor prior to the attack from the probably the Department yeah, the of Archives, and then they had the 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 flyover of the AWAC. Um, you know. And the photos are identical, and I'm like, okay, you, you, yeah. Those, but even like the water ripples were but I'm the like, same. But I'm like, you guys could have like done something to make it look yeah. a little more modern. Photographs. I completely <laughs> agree. Completely <laughs> agree. So I just thought it was kind of funny. It kind of reminded me of the old movie Midway, you know, the original one um, from with. Oh uh, yes, and, oh, but, but you know who this. You know who this was? This was the same guy that did Tor, Tor, Tor. Yeah. Well, they were, and that's, and that's where they took a lot of those photographs. When yeah, they showed that's the photographs and the footage. The, when yeah. they showed the footage of the actual bombings and stuff like that, of, of, the, of the invasion, uh, that was from Tor, Tor. Yeah. Um, Christopher was saying the planes look great in this film. Yeah, you know, the plane, the pilots, I was talking about the Navy pilots earlier. They, and I was saying how they hated Top Gun. They did the exact same things that they were doing for Top Gun. They had to film some of this stuff themselves. They convinced the movie producers. The movie producers were gonna do models or something. There's a shot of the missile going of them firing like Fox One or whatever the heck Fox Two, and um, the pilot's like, "No, no, no, we'll do it for you." And so they actually they taught the one guy had the one pilot how to use the camera, and they get up there and they get themselves situated, and the, the pilot's filming it, and the other guy shoots the missile, and they're like, "We got it, we got." It. They were so excited, like they had, yeah. they got to film that, and one they used the, it in the film. The pilots of the T six was actually and, World War Two ace. Yes, yes. Um, it's just kind of interesting because remember again, it's only forty years, oh, so you can and still there was be a weird. What was the thing about when they thumped him? Like he flew past him, and and the two jet, the two T sixes kind of went off in the wash. Um, there was some little story about that. Like, I think they were scared. They One of the pilots lost some stuff out of the cockpit, and they were scared they were not going to regain control of that airplane, but he but he did. Yeah, well, that's You're not again, supposed to do that. Again, again, those, two, those two aircraft are very far apart on the evolutionary scale of aircraft. Oh, God, I mean, they were flying I mean, the it's a, Again, the advancements that have been made, um, you know, if you look at it, you, you, you look at a, a Tomcat like of, of like 1980 and the most like the F-18, like we saw on Top Gun. I mean, those are very, very obviously that the F-18 is a much more advanced aircraft. But I think the Tomcat could probably hold its own for a little while. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not they're not that far apart. They're both. No, the Tomcat and the F-18 are not that far apart. But a technology is usually all the, all, the, all the guided missiles and all that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, my point is, is that there's a bigger gap. Yeah. On, on minor, super minor note. I also wanted to say they, they, they showed the Tomcats with the skull, with the Jolly Roger, the skull and crossbones painted. I love that. I don't, those are not used anymore. Um, I don't know what squadron that is. You guys, if you know, tell me, um, but I love that. Yeah, I love those. That, those were, that was a great paint job on those. Super paint job. That got a nod in Robotech uh, uh, as Roy Foker and then Rick Hunter's uh, skull squadron had that paint job on their on their uh, Valkyries or Guardians or whatever the heck they Probably were. Probably they took it off Valkyries. because it became not PC. No, I'm sure it's wildly not PC to be a pirate. <laughs> but, so. you know. Um, Chris, oh, for, uh, uh, Martin, where's your comment? Um, did the Nimitz stand in for the Enterprise in the Voyage Home? Was there an aircraft carrier at that end sequence of the Voyage Home when they brought the whales? I think there was. Was it the Nimitz? I think he's just talking about the time travel, the, the... 
The thing, was, the thing all they really did was they took, I mean, the time travel of the Nimitz was pretty, I thought, wasn't, it was just some, the effect of the storm, whatever, that circular thing, and then a silhouette of the ship. Yeah, you know what yeah, that wasn't was? like it was that. Laser. Like, that was their effect. Because you know why? The Navy, it ended up being much more expensive than they thought it was going to be working with the Navy. And by the time they got all that stuff done, which was awesome stuff that they didn't want to get rid of, they had no money left for special effects. So it was literally like smoke and mirrors to do that. Um, Christopher Collins is asking, which had a better time travel sequence, the final countdown or Star Trek for the voyage home? Um, I'm going to go with Star Trek. Yeah, I got to go with Star Trek. Star Trek 4. Which uh, um, actually puts them yeah, it was more than just a laser and smoke. So, yeah, because it was a silhouette. Then they just did a dissolve to the sunny day, the ship cruising on the sunny day thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> it's swapped from a budget gas because they didn't show much of the Pearl Arbor. They didn't have to. They just stayed on the, the entire. It's almost like a bottle movie. Like, they didn't show any of Hawaii. They didn't show. It was all happening on the Nimitz. It was a bottle movie on the Nimitz. With just one, a couple shots on on at when they came into port at the beginning and the end of yeah. the film, and a couple shots of that yacht and the zeros, and that's it, nothing else. So budget wise, actually, yeah, that was pretty smart to be honest with you. Yeah. So the um, oh, forgot I forgot I, that train of thought gone. Sorry, Martin saying I think the CVV Enterprise in Alameda Harbor at the end of. The one with the whales? Is that what you're talking No, about? that was that was that was during that was the one that Chekhov was trying to steal the um Oh 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 trying to steal the uh the, the nuclear material the nuclear, nuclear wessel nuclear wessel. Where, where is it in Alameda? Where the hell is Alameda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the enterprises because that's Chekhov said that. Remember he goes to Cap Admiral, it's the Enterprise. It's the Enterprise, so yeah. The Enterprise, but no, there was no carrier, there was no carrier in at the end of that movie. No, not at the end. I remember they were in the water. I forgot about the well, check. There, there was the Russian, I assume it was Russian whaling ship. Was, oh, and, yeah, there was the. And they shoot the, the harpoon and it hits the invisible bird of prey. Yeah, that's right. And then and then it appears and they're like, oh my God. And they, was, they turn and just leave. And then they go back to. Uh, yeah. The park. Everybody remember where we parked. And then they go back, they go up and they do their thing and then they crash in San Francisco Bay. And then that gets brilliantly, and that again, next week when we do Picard, another brilliant nod. So. Another brilliant nod. It was interesting. Most of the people you saw, like whenever they did like the crew scenes. Real crew. Well, some of them were, but most of them I think were actually actors. I think they, I they brought them. in They're, other people. Yes. 48 crewmen got credit for this movie and they had lines and you could tell right away who was yeah, they cool. weren't they weren't they were how would you expect so, that's okay i hope i hope well, that was always kind of the thing i was always wondering okay so you get the crew they went through this weird storm thing and so the command crew is kind of like okay something's going on you know and and then but like yeah there's thousands of people well, on the ship thousand men on and they ship. just like nobody everybody's i mean there was a kind of a scene where they're kind of they're thinking oh we must be at war but yeah. okay look guys i've never been on a ship i i, I was an army think about, right? think about the situation if we couldn't go back what no. were they going to do with two thousand people <laughs> like, well, what are you going to sail around forever because you can't make port without screwing up the timeline yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I've never been shipboard. If you guys, any guys have been in the Navy, I, I'm sure rumors are rampant about. Like rumors, I'm sure 
rip through a ship like wildfire. Oh, yeah. You know. Like anything else, there's a telegraph. And then we had the girl and the dog. And like many movies of that age, this thing had this thing had a very, very 1970s, 1980s thing that they do. They yada yada stuff that they should have unpacked and gone a little deeper into. They dwell dwell on details that nobody cares. Why are you dwelling? There's no reason for the dog. Dog had no. The dog just had, had to no, show that it was her because she was like Charlie, and the dog was all happy. And so the yeah, dog that was like the only thing in the end that because the you know, that was the oldest living. The dog, dog recognized her, so surely it was her. You know, that yeah. was yeah, you're right. That was the dog's whole. And for a hot minute, I thought they were going to kill the dog on that yacht. I was like, oh, the dog's dead, <laughs> but it lived. The cag went in after it. <laughs> what the you hell? Saved the dog. Saved the dog. <laughs> So yeah, she uh, that's Catherine Ross. Um, you guys, you might remember her from her probably other most prominent movie was The Graduate. The Graduate, yeah, yeah. The only movie this this movie does not pass the the what's it called the Bookle test, the Betcher test, the Bookle test. She, only one female. She didn't do much. Well, I mean, 1980. There probably weren't a lot of female sailors on the carriers to begin with. So I no, mean, there were no. I don't know. I wasn't in the Navy then, so I don't know if there were any. I wouldn't say, I would say, I would oh, say. Stepford Wives. Wives. You're right, you guys. She did do Stepford Wives. She did Stepford Wives. Yeah. My point is, is that, yeah, you're going to have, it's going to be a Heads turn. When she was walking down the corridor, heads turned, and that was about accurate. Right. Well, that would be accurate. Yep. Um, even so, in, I think today's Navy probably wouldn't be too far off the mark. Yeah, nowadays, I, they um, women on the ships. But yeah, I mean, you're just that's just, I think, the nature of what this film is is that, yeah, it's gonna, it just, be, yeah. It's gonna be all male. It's because a little time capsule if you want to look back, it, is, it is very dated in a lot of ways. Um, it's 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 uh, yeah, I don't know if she did she do Butch Cassidy. I have to look at her IMDb now. You're gonna make me look, you're gonna make me no, look. Man. No roads, kids. I mean, there were a couple uh, roads to um. Apparently she's done some Family Guy. Oh, well, hi, that's all right. There were just a couple of background uh, production roads, uh, you know, uh, uh, guys who work on this stuff and roads to like the motion picture and uh, Rathacon and stuff that would have been happening right around there. But no significant acting roads this week. I'm sorry. Well, well, you, what are you going to do? You know, they can't always be. Uh... You can't win them all. They all can't. It's Stepford Wives. Um, I don't really see anything. Wow, wow, West. Oh, wow, wow, West. Okay. The the, oh. the show, right? Yeah, the show. Yeah. 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 I'm not seeing anything else. Of course, we know Kirk Douglas. I mean, if we're gonna go through cast, Kirk Douglas. I mean, Kirk Douglas, man. Come on. But now. you know what? This thing was produced by Peter Douglas. And he wanted his dad to do this, which, you know what? I'm glad he got his dad he to do plays, it. He plays, yeah. a, I mean, he's like almost like the perfect guy to play this. Yeah. It lent to a lot of gravitas and they did really good. Like they were very believable. Him and the other guy, like they were all super believable arm naval officers. Yep. It, Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I think it, it, you he, know, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. He had a, you know who he reminded me of? Roy Scheider a lot in this movie. A little bit, and, and Roy could have pulled this off too. And Roy could have pulled it off too. Oh, he wasn't old enough back then, but he could have. Well, no, he had already done Jaws as Brody. I could see him as the captain of this. I mean, I could see it. He could think of a little, little 
great as hair would have worked. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that was the feel oh. I got. Because I remember Roy as captain of the Sequest. <laughs> I don't like that show. Sorry. You don't like that show. We've like had it. that. We've had this discussion. Remember yeah, we did. We did it. We did Sequest on the show. All right, moving so, on. Moving on. Um, yeah. So then Martin Sheen. I'm trying to see if when did Apocalypse Now come out? That was earlier, right? He had already done that. Chris is asking, was most of the aircraft footage shot by the military? Nope, it was shot by the production crew, and most of it was shot um, right off the ship. So the Some of the guys were trying to shoot while the jet took off, and they got knocked back a bit. Um, just a few of the air scene, of the shots in the air were done by the pilots themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this was, Apocalypse Now was the year before, so he'd already done, Martin Sheen had already done Apocalypse Now. So very young Martin Sheen. Yeah, they they were trying to finish up Apocalypse Now. But they were doing Martin had to leave to go do ADR for Apocalypse Now during this movie. Yeah. His character, you know what it was about this movie? Like I said, they yada yada stuff that should have been unpacked and they went into heavy detail of stuff that should have been glossed over. Like what? The characters explain what do you think should have been unpacked more? The time anom the time anom temporal anomaly. Like why absolutely it was there. should have been explained. Give us but some more. Think details. about it. Wait, wait. You just you even said earlier. Think about it. They had really. They're not a science vessel, so they had nobody that would be even a remote expert in the in this type of phenomena. So, Can I we, think I think it's one of those things where we don't need to know what caused it. That's not the focus of the film. Yeah, we might. If you're gonna pull it back and show Owens at the CAG at the end, we might need to know because. They could have explained it, but again, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't think that that was the and that I was the focus like of the film. The focus, first right. of all, it was just supposed to be look at the airplanes. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a lot. Know, of just I mean, airplanes. it really wasn't. There's no deep meaning in this film. Like I said, I, I think there's a little bit of the struggle of what do you do? You know, it's that if you were faced, could you know, well, with Hitler before it. he was Hitler? That's just it. I that's you, something that could have been. To, you know, yes. That's something that could have been unpacked a little I bit. I think more. that could have been unpacked should have been a little more. That I will agree with you. Discussion between the characters of right because do it. really they all seem to be kind of on board with yeah let's go blow up let's the fleet. do it. Well, they're excited. Who doesn't like, want to? Nobody go nobody was like you know what if we make time worse? Yeah, what if I kill my grandpa and then what do I? Yeah, well, 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 I'm just saying yeah all these because you figured well, they, did, they did look at Martin Sheen had the you know if you kill and then you're not born he had well, he said Martin. that that's the paradox thing and you know that's that's why you know but. His character, of all the characters, his character needed to be unpacked a little bit more. I was well, not, there isn't really I did not understand he was like why he was on board. I knew his well, job. They, they did. They did. But I never saw him bit. do his job on board. Well, he's, they, come on, he was on board a day and then they got sent back to 1941. So he didn't really have time to do any efficiency checks what he was supposed he to do. He had time to unpack. Like there's a scene and he's like in the mirror and there was like shaving gear. I'm like, you unpacked your shaving gear. You must have really moved in. Or so I, I don't know. I just feel like his character. I thought it was funny that he hot. went to the other guy's cabin and just started rifling through his shit. Oh shift. my God. Right. <laughs> that was, I was oh, like, dude, it's like, and he like, didn't even apologize. Like when the other guy came nope. in, he's like, then he was sorry. didn't even apologize. Just like, Hey, you got some interesting paperwork here. <laughs> I always thought that and was like, again, and did it again and had the balls to stand in the in the head and wait right. for him to open yeah. the door and he's standing there with the stuff like uh you, i'm like what the hell are you doing 
Yeah, things must have been different in 1980 because I don't. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, that was one thing that stood out to me. I was like, he didn't even apologize. He just like he just like walks in the other guy's room, starts rifling through his stuff. Wouldn't he just basically like if an emergency started happening? Wouldn't he just be locked in his room the whole rest of the trip? Like he was always around. He was like, you know, well, the captain did say you. He was puppy dog in the captain everywhere. No, but the captain said, "I want you to stick with me," like the whole time. Like, but that was like why because. Why he felt that that guy was so important because he was really just like because an honestly, you know who should have been there? The CAG who had the historical knowledge. Right. He he should have been the one following he the CAG. You're right. But I guess that but Martin Sheen's character had to be more prominent. Was the, my own, you're gonna kill your own grandpa guy. All right, whatever. The CAG was too busy speaking Japanese to the Japanese guy yeah. or, or revealing Japanese secrets to the Japanese guy. Yes. Who wasn't Japanese. The actor is Korean, and no, that's not a mistake. There were Koreans who fought for the Japanese in World War II, so that kind of worked out. Well, and most people wouldn't know, not to not to even touch on being racist, but let's face it, most people can't tell the difference between a Korean and a Japanese. Not by, by not their name, but not by, by their name. No, yeah, but not, not by their words. Yeah, Chris is saying the bottom line is not to interfere with the major focal point in time. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, that's it. I would have liked to have seen them dig into that more, like less of, well, I would have liked to see more of a conversation and from that, you know, should we do this because we could be making things worse? Yeah. By changing yeah. this, not, oh, yeah, we're going to save all these people. I understood Kirk Douglas's very rudimentary response to that is we're here now. So we're going to do what we have. His to response do, is our job is to defend. Yeah. But he's like, it? he's saying, I'm not going to worry about what, what yeah. you know, I'm here now. This yeah. is the decisions I'm making about what's happening now. Yeah. But that's kind of very short sighted um, because you are probably making a, even, even what they did could have changed, you know, that those two pilots exactly. that they shot yeah. down. Yeah, these Japanese pilots could have gone on to be, and you know, was inventor of the freaking VHS machine for all you know. Exactly. Yeah, it was something exactly. important. Yeah. <laughs> like, Something's gonna tweak. Bill yeah. is saying Sheen had a heart attack during Apocalypse Now. That's right, he did. Um, the behind the scenes on this movie mentioned that he because he was on this really strict workout regiment. Like he had, like uh, they made the actors. The behind the scenes commentary made the actors. Not sound good. Barantino was complaining about a bed spring in his bed that was like hurting his back. Catherine Ross was complaining about the catering in Key West. <laughs> oh my girl, you're in Key West. And then Martin Sheen was the cool one. He had a very strict regimen of like exercise and diet because he had just had this heart attack on Apocalypse Now. And um, they were like, hey, we need to shoot. And he, so he was really cool about like shifting his schedule around and not, you know, saving his workouts for later so he could get stuff shot um christopher collins was saying this thing came out in 1980 that's the same year empire strikes back yeah don't compare this to empire strikes back this is 92.4 percent a propaganda a naval propaganda film and only you know 7.6 percent a, te a temporal anomaly sci-fi movie <laughs> you're just there to watch yeah. the pretty planes just enjoy like i said i love to watch deck ops i think they're fascinating I wish there could be a live stream on an actual aircraft carrier so I could just watch deck ops. You can't, but I wish there was. Well, that would be kind of. It would. Little, it'd be a little bit. You'd be breaking. You know. Yeah. It's rules, kind so. of like top secret stuff. Top secret there, stuff. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I just. I love it. No, I prefer. No, it is fascinating it's to watch fun. because they are like floating cities, and they they yeah, are they so are. organized, and they run like a well-oiled machine. They do. They have to. 
They do. Because not only do they have to get those aircraft on board and launched in record time, they can't make mistakes because it's very ask anybody, I don't know, ask anybody that served on a carrier and they will tell you that it's probably one of the most dangerous places. My dad served on the flight deck. Is on the flight deck. I mean, because you can get blown off that ship and it's a long way down the water. Oh, yeah. My dad dad served on a boat called the Boxer, the USS Boxer. And he he would tell stories every now and again. He was radar guy, so he wasn't on the deck. But he would tell stories every now and again. And then funny stories. Like, like for some reason, they pulled into port. And I don't know why, but they had artichokes. They got shipped artichokes. None of the guys knew what they were. None of the guys knew how to eat them. None of the guys wanted artichokes, so they ended up dumping boxes and boxes and boxes of artichokes, artichokes. over the side. But yeah, was- um, I knew a, I knew a guy that was on on a carrier, and you know they used to. Uh, it was one of the smaller ones, I think. They used to hot rack, which basically and then yeah, two guys you'd, you'd share a bunk. So when he was yeah. on ship, you were sleeping, and vice versa. Yeah, and. Um, now the, the 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 catapults on these ships are still to this day steam driven. Yes. So it's still a steam steam piston. And what happened was while he was on duty, um one of the pist- the steam catapults blew apart and it, oh. like one of the big pulleys or something went like literally through the ship. It was that much that much energy and went right through and killed the guy that was in his rack. Like he was oh. like literally if I was asleep it would have been me that died. I'm like, like, cause this thing like blew a hole right through the side of the ship. Oh, and, um, not a, not a fun story, but it'll show you, give you an example that these, it's not all fun. Oh yeah. No, it's dangerous. Like you to believe. It's dangerous. Um, cause it's, it's not just happening business. on the deck. Yeah. There's like elevators that bring these planes yep. up and down yep. and there's all these planes parked underneath. And then yeah, yeah it's yeah. If you ever get to go see one in person, even if it's a world war two one, mm-hmm. they are amazing vessels. Um, the closest one I think to us is probably in New York City, the Intrepid. Probably Intrepid, um, yeah. There is there's one down in Charleston too. I went on that one. I can't think of the name of which. Carrier. I don't think there's anything up here in Boston. The Intrepid's are great because the Intrepid not only is it a neat to go see and all the aircraft they have on it, but the history, the story yeah. of the Intrepid itself uh, f- during World War II is is a fascinating story and and how they were able to. They the Japanese thought they sunk it, and they they barely almost did, and they were able to get that thing into dry dock, repair it, and send it back out. And get it back out so there. Fast yeah. That yeah. the Japanese thought it was like a ghost ship. Oh, like they couldn't God. believe that it was this that that because they thought they sunk it to begin with. Anyway, it's an it's a great story. It a lot of people unfortunately died from kamikaze attacks on that ship, but. Uh, if you go to the Intrepid Museum in New York, it's it's worth whatever they're charging to go tour that thing. So. Yeah. Uh, Chris Collins is saying the film came out shortly after World War II footage became declassified, which is why one reason reason why Midway. Oh, that movie Midway. Yeah. Midway was made with all the found airplane footage. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my dad was a quite a cast, too, because that was like all yeah. that. Was like, I love that movie because it did it did the the. Uh, did did describe that battle pretty well as far as the the, the accuracy. It was a long movie though. Um but yeah that had like didn't it have like uh Henry Fonda and Charlton Heston. I'll and have to look yeah like, God, the list went on for the that they yeah, pulled out yeah. every style every big name. That's another, 
my dad was a huge military historian, and so like those kind of midway tour, 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 Those things were on like rerun in our house, like on yeah. repeat all the time. This thing, this thing ran a bunch in our house. Bill was saying this was a propaganda film aimed at him, but it didn't work. Yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> I would have been the right age for Top Gun. I was too young. Uh, Top Gun, I was probably closer. It did. It did work on my husband though. My husband went was in went to west point and became an uh, army aviator because of top gun so of course army aviators helicopters that's a whole nother that's a whole nother kind of pilot they used to they used to have aircraft they became the air force they used to be but, they used to be the army yeah. air corps and they, they became, were the army air corps they became, are still the army the yeah they are still yeah. army aviators yeah 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 they're usually air cav they are yes the air cav yes they they are helicopters all helicopters they've got uh, all kinds of fun things oh yeah each each service has has an aviation branch well I mean, you guys know the joke that the marines are the navy's army you know kind, yeah. of, kind of thing so, so yeah but the marines have their own pilots as well and the marines have their own air force yeah yeah, yeah they have their own pilots even the coast guard we have our so, aircraft so. so the navy's army has its own air force yeah. <laughs> only in america my brother-in-law being an air force pilot you know, there's always that rivalry between the Air Force pilots and the Navy pilots. And, uh, you know, they always say the Navy pilots are better because they have to land on those carriers. Um, of course, my brother always say it's just a controlled crash. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, they say the Army aviators, they just because it's helicopters, they literally beat the air into submission. Beat the air into submission. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, it's all good. Anyway. So, uh, final thoughts on this film, boy. I, um, I kind of ripped it apart, but I love this movie. I don't I know why. Like I, just... it. I liked it when I was a kid in 1980 when I saw it. Um, it was very popular. We all talked buzzing, buzzing about it in school. Um, you know, uh, it was cool. It was, again, it was that not only did you get to see all those great aircraft, especially some of that stuff, some of the old, which is funny. There's, there's still like, you know, the uh, some of them are the, was nostalgic besides the Tomcat looking at some of the, yeah, yeah, seeing the, know, the seen that and, yeah, and, seeing the skull and crossbones. Yeah, very and nostalgic. Like that. There's a lot of neat, neat stuff yeah. in there that again, it's hard to believe that it's 40 over 40 years ago, 40 years old. But you know, the thing is a lot of things haven't changed. Like if you actually want an aircraft carrier, there'd be some of that stuff that's still operating the same way. 40 years. A6 intruders were still used. I don't know if they, I don't think they're still, oh, I know what's still the, the helicopter that sea King the helicopter that's still the one that that's the one that they fly. That's that's basically that's Marine One. Marine One, yes. And the other plane, all the other planes are gone except for I can tell you the one other plane that is being used. But they used, I know they used those A6 intruders. Those are like Vietnam era. They use those uh, the, the Hawkeye. The They're still using that Hawkeye, I think. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the, the, the one with, with the, the the big radar, radar thing on it. Yeah, these yeah. The, yeah, the Air Force called them they Whatever it is. Yeah. But yep. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff is still, you know, stay broke, don't fix it. This thing was on Siskel and Ebert's like worst movies list. Well, I mean, if you break it down, it's not, it's not War and Peace. It's not, you know, it's not The Godfather. It's not, not a good movie. And just, yet, but it's entertaining. Watch, it's, just, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining for us. Its... We're on the Nimitz. Look, kids, yeah. we're on the Nimitz. Just drive it home in every scene. Look, I do like that, that one we're scene on the where, the where he's trying to count. He's saying, I'm, you know, Captain so and so of the USS Nimitz. Yeah, we don't name ships after admirals that are still, still alive. Yeah. <laughs> he did really good. Charles Durning 
and I don't usually like him and his stuff, and he's played some dumb roles. He was really good in this movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Well, anyway, I think that's probably, we've probably beaten his. Yeah, we've beaten the poor um, thing to death. Yeah, poor Look, thing. Look, on the Nimitz. <laughs> Look, kids, we're filming on the Nimitz. There you go. Every scene. Look, kids. Yeah. It's it like was, it's like it a, was, like I said, if you took out all the if you took out all the, the scenes that were just straight navy. Oh, there'd like be footage, like it, stock you footage. Know what? Almost, you like that when you, you'd have a Twilight Zone episode. You'd have yeah, it would be like it'd literally be like half an hour long. You would have a Twilight Zone. The movie's zone. only like an hour and forty to begin with. Yeah, it's not that long of a movie. So. It's like in um, uh, uh, Christmas, not Christmas vacation, National Lampoon's European vacation. Look, kids, big band. Look, kids, big band. Yeah, Look, kids, we're on the around. Nimitz. Look, kids, we're filming on the Nimitz. Okay, we get it. All right. So, all right. So, uh, what's is what Roy got? Looks like Roy's off to. I don't uh, know. Roy, I think, is well, off. I just to... saw a post that he's off to. He's off to the Canada. Space 1999. He's going to Calgary to the Calgary, Space 1999 convention. If you guys are going to go there, send us pictures because I want to see how it goes. Good luck and have fun to everyone who's going to be doing that. And Phil is off this week, too. So I have literally nothing, nothing to report. So next week, we're going to do Picard season one, two, three. We're doing Picard. And we welcome, we can have a panel for this, right? Yeah, we're we'll probably going to, we'll probably, I'll probably. Come on, guys. Come talk about Picard because. I'll reach out to some people, folks. And, and we'll see yeah. who. We will reach out. I, like yeah. I said, it's not going to be, it's not, this is not going to be a. Oh, we love Star Trek. We're not gonna say anything bad about it because I think this one, Martin, one of those shows. Fun. This one of those shows that uh, I think needs to be beaten on a little bit. Not well, the current. The last season, of course, was very good, but there was a lot of stuff wrong with it. And and many, we many problems. We're gonna talk about that. We least, might need more in my opinion, if you loved all three seasons, bless you. You <laughs> might need more than an hour because I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of territory to cover. We have a lot of territory to cover. Yeah, there's going to be. It's not going to be a love fest for all of it. So just uh, just be prepared. We try to keep things positive. But anyway. So I guess on that note, there really isn't uh, nobody else. Yeah, everybody else is off. So. Yeah. And then yeah. after after we do Picard, we're going to uh, do Mando. We do Mando? Yeah. We'll yeah, I think Mando. we're going to do Mando. We did, we did Mando after what? Season one. We did a Mando episode. And now I Chris think says I, do 20 minutes a season. I feel like each season, uh, yeah. Well, Chris, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, Chris. We I don't know how, gonna, don't how know. it's going to break down like that. I think we're going to jump around. I could see us jumping. I feel, knowing we else, we're, we're going to we do well with lanes. We're going to be all over the board. Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't, we don't you stay in our lane. We be organized and like have organization to our yeah, show. No, and then we're all over the place. Yeah. Then it's like, you know, no. So, anywho, all right. So, uh, yeah. So we'll do Mando after that. And then beyond that, well, that's just getting too far out for me. <laughs> but if there's something you guys want us to do, like y'all voted for this yeah, one, know. let us know. Let us know. So, all right. Well, it's eight o'clock. Look at that. We We're made it. Time. We did it. I didn't know if we had eight. I didn't know if we had an hour of this, but we did. Okay. So good night, guys. We'll see you next week for Picard. If you haven't watched it, watch it because there's going to be spoilers. Uh, yeah. Watch quick. <laughs> right, good night. <laughs>